Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Genuine Chit Chat. My guest today is Reese Willis. He's an old friend of mine and me and him share quite a lot of similar political views. Uh, today we speak about, is it ever right to punch a Nazi? Or that sort of idea of, at what point is it okay, if at all, to use violence against someone who has opposing political views to you? And sort of, if you go down that road, where sort of the line is? Uh, we talk about comedy and jokes and when jokes can be offensive or not and political correctness in general. Uh, we also brush upon uh, North Korea and some sort of general uh, politics with the left and the right and our sort of views on those. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Obviously, it's the first one, so if, it may not be perfect. Um, but I really appreciate anyone listening to this right now. And, you know, let us know what you think. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Genuine Chit Chat. I'm your host, Mike Burton, and I'm here with my pal, Reese. What's up? So, um, what we're going to do is, uh, well, the first thing we're going to talk about, I suppose, is the idea of, is it right to punch a Nazi? So, like, when someone disagrees with you politically uh, a large amount, at what point is it okay, if at all, to use violence? And if they use violence towards you first, would you want to, like, fight back? Is it When's it actually right, if ever, to use violence? I think we should probably nuke them all. Nuke them all. Yeah, just, just put every, all the Nazis on an island and nuke them. Or every single Nazi. Yeah, yeah just pick them up. Really. Yeah, just all the just all the Nazis. Just grab them up, round them up, and we'll yeah. just put them on an island. What okay. island would we nuke? Uh, put them on Madagascar. Uh, Brian Cranston's island, or whatever his name is. Not Brian Cranston. Oh, Richard Branson. Richard, that's the one. Yeah. Richard Branson. Richard. Yeah. Oh, put them all on Richard Branson's I island. Think it's quite small. I don't know how big it is, but I can't imagine it's like... I was thinking more Madagascar. Make a really big tower. But I only thought Madagascar because of that game pandemic. But I, I do love lemurs, though, and they're all from Madagascar, so that'd be quite upsetting. We have to, we'll bring the lemurs into England, and we'll put all the Nazis out. We'll swap lemurs for Nazis. We'll do a big campaign about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So, what would you say, Reese? Because obviously, I assume that you do oppose Nazis and general racism and whatnot. No, I love them. No, no, obviously not. Yeah. Um, I would consider myself a liberal, but what, I, what I've been saying to you recently and other people is that I find that liberalism these days is... is I, I Like I said, I consider myself liberal, but I find liberal has got a new meaning now, almost like the same way feminism changed its meaning a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, because feminism often used, it used to be a lot more about equality of everyone, but then it kind of became a bit more like... Men, men are like pigs and women are better yeah. and we're all in the patriarchy sort of thing and yeah. there's that, that unfortunately they do highlight certain issues which do need to be spoken about but they they make them so much more extreme than they actually not not all of them make it a lot more extreme but a lot of feminism now is really about that because there's all those different types of feminism now you know yeah. like some of our friends talk about but it's like there is now that type of feminism which often is the loudest and it quiets out all the important feminism yeah, which is actually for equality and things that we do need to have issues that are spoken about but it's this loud you know people swearing at each other calling men pigs and things it's like unfortunately one loud person can often be la a lot louder than like you know 50 quiet people yeah, you know true. a lot of the moderate feminists i think that's the general term of just people who actually want equality for all of us and stuff um i think a lot of them they don't go on about it all the time you know that it's not they're not doing a huge amount all the time constantly in, in the same aggressive ways that the i don't know what they call the militant feminists i suppose yeah militant yeah yeah but um I, yeah but this the whole so left so far left that you're now right kind of idea i think is so relevant because you see it every day like those 
Trump support rallies or something, and then the people <laughs> people come who consider themselves liberals, and they'll come because they want to attack the people who support Trump because they think they're bigots. But it's like attacking them mean, means you're a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's that thing, yeah. As you say, you go so far left, you actually become right because it's like you want to you want to then use violence in the same way that like fascism and stuff does yeah. to stop people's ideas. But that, that's what fascism is. Fascism is you think your ideas are so much better and you're trying to stop other people actively and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, if you're left, even if you're really progressive with your views, you're still doing the actions of a fascist sort of thing. Mm. It's just that very, you know, I, I'm, as I, I would be, I'm like centre-left, I'd say. I don't know. Yeah. There's certain there's certain issues that have come up, especially recently in UK politics, which have really kind of made me question my side on the left. Like... I don't want to necessarily get into it now, but there's things like with Jeremy Corbyn, I support him in a lot of ways, but there's certain ways I didn't necessarily support him in. Like, for example, the, the minimum wage thing, I'm, I'm a bit sceptical about making yeah. it so high. Because it's like, it sounds great on paper, but the thing is, is that we've already got an issue with like zero hour contracts or, you know, people being made redundant. And it's like, if certain small businesses can't afford to pay people like, you know, ten pound an hour. Hmm. If you're forty hours a week, and then a month, that's one thousand six hundred pounds before tax. Yeah. Well, that's more than that's quite a substantial amount for a lot of lower paying jobs, or like fourteen grand, fifteen grand, sixteen grand. You're getting about one grand a month after tax. Yeah. So, you know, it's if you do that, the problem is it can be that it becomes too much for a lot of small businesses, you know, and or a lot of big businesses may just want make their, their employees work way harder and they'll increase the turnover because they'll make people work way more than they, they already do. Yeah. Just to make sure, because they can't afford to have, say, 10 people on X amount. They can only have, you know, like six or five people on. Mm-hmm. So they just, but the workload doesn't change. Well, I also disagreed with him on the whole Trident thing where he wanted to remove Trident completely. Yeah. Our missile defense systems. Okay. You know. um, That's interesting. And I think we're putting somewhere like ninety billion or hundred billion uh, into it a year or something ridiculous. I didn't realize it was that much. Uh, or something like that. I might be talking on my ass here, but it's definitely <laughs> in the <laughs> double figures of billions. Yeah. And he wants to get rid of it completely. And it's like I I agree, and I wish that you know we could live in a world one day where every country would do that. Yeah. But. Until that's unanimously agreed, I don't think it's it's a good idea, really. I mean, definitely decrease the amount of money going into it because I think it's a bit excessive. I've just I've just googled it quick. Um, the Ministry of Defense's budget for twenty sixteen twenty seventeen is planned to be thirty five billion, uh, increased every year um, until it is going to be an almost forty billion at the end of twenty twenty one. It's mad. Yeah, so that's that's a that's a <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to increase. Yeah, but. To be around five to six percent of this every year. Yeah, that is oh, about two billion. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It can go in so many good places. Like <laughs> you know, well, the NHS. That's, yeah, that's, probably the, that's yeah. the main. I'd say the NHS and the school uh, education, like education in general, and the NHS. I'd say those two are the most important things mm. for, for, in my view, of what a country needs to take care of. You need yeah. to educate young minds, and you need to make sure that sick people are taken care of. Once you've got that baseline, then you can build up from there. Yeah. You know, there's no point fighting or having a missile defense system to prevent people uh, like killing us if we're dying here already, or <laughs> education systems failing us so we can't get jobs and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's like... Um, uh, I agree it should be there, Yeah, but um, not not... Not that much investment into it. That's, I think that's a little bit overboard. I mean, I, I'm not an expert. I don't know how much these things cost, but I'm sure you could have a lower running cost than that. 
I'm sure there is the, a way. The thing is, the reason I think it should stay is because, I mean, it's only been relevant and uh, my view's only been validified recently, but uh, oh, with, the whole, North Korea, no, oh, the whole okay. North Korea thing. Oh, yeah, because they've been so doing more missile tests and stuff, haven't they? Yeah, they flew a missile over Japan. Yeah. Just unprovoked. Uh, I'm not sure, <laughs> sure what happened to it. I think it crashed into the ocean or something on purpose. It is still it. one of those moments, though, you don't know if they're just doing like a, a dick measuring contest or if... Because the thing mm. is, is that... The thing is, when you're talking national security on that level... Yeah. I think it's more than that. I mean, yeah. dick measuring with politics, for the most part, is doing... Is, is saying stuff. Moving nukes a lot of the time as well. Yeah, like with yeah. The, the Cuban Missile Crisis was quite a lot like that. Actually firing them is so provocative, particularly coming from a country which is essentially a country gone rogue. Well, it's also against America. And the thing is, is that you... The thing is, America is the most powerful country, nation in the world. I'm, yeah. I'm, like, that is just how it is. So if they try and nuke America, and they could do a lot of damage, unfortunately, I'd hate to see any of that happen. But if they do, then America will literally just completely decimate <laughs> North Korea. It's got no chance at all. Yeah. It literally hasn't got a chance. America's so huge and there's so many missiles in it. And no one, no one would defend them. No. That, well, a China, that, that's the issue, is that China are on the fence about it because yeah. they're, they're, that's why we haven't kind of gone in a lot that's part of the reason we haven't gone in because we don't want to disrupt things with China but also they've got missiles pointed at the what's the capital city in South Korea South Korea oh it's like Seoul I think it's called it's, I don't know how it's pronounced oh, I'm sure sure it's Seoul yeah, so Seoul yeah, oh yeah I think it is S-E-O-U-L yeah, I think it is like yeah that. yeah um, so basically they've got uh, artillery aimed there aimed at the main mm. city and the main city uh, in uh, Japan um Yes, the capital of Japan. Wow, I'm terrible. <laughs> the capital of South Korea. I, I apologize. Um, yeah, it's the population is about twenty five point six million uh, people, which is half the residents in the whole country. Wow. So you've got to think like, if North Korea did that, that's a lot of people. That's like way more than London in comparison. You know, yeah. like Greater London. But the thing is with the Trident thing is, I agree with you. But here's one of the things about politics, which is I'm not. I'm a bit sceptical about because with uh, the government being transparent about a lot of things with the Trident thing what we should do is reduce the amount of money going into it but don't tell anyone well, mm. not, not lie obviously we would tell our allies but like with North Korea for argument's sake I mean they would likely target America before us but for just say for hypothetical reasons they attack us we wouldn't want them to know we've taken money out of the Trident we mm. would want them to still think we're spending 40 billion on it a year yeah. or whatever enough we're doing it. So, But the problem is, is if you do that, then you agree that there can't be full transparency within the government because it means people can look into it. It's so true, yeah. then it's like, what secrets? So this is one of the things that came out with, um, yeah. there's a guy called uh, Mike Baker. He's a ex-CIA operative. He was um, uh, an agent or something. Mm. And um, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's been there a few times. He's a really interesting guest. And he talks about with Snowden, like he announced a lot of stuff. But the thing is, is, he said a lot more about Snowden than this. I'm just uh, just taking this one thing out. Yeah. He was saying, basically, him doing that, yeah, a lot of people found out a lot of atrocities, but the main people who benefited from that were our actual enemies who do threaten national security. Mm. Like, once you let out, oh, we've got... I don't know if this was actually in Snowden uh, Snowden's leaks, but if we use it as an example, we've got uh, this Al-Qaeda uh, bo- uh, base in this country aiming. We're going to attack it in, I don't know, a month or something. If that, that gets out, they know, and mm. they also know some of our other tactics that we use. Like... With, I, I don't believe we do torture anymore. I'd like to think we don't. But if we, if that was the case, you know, talking about waterboarding, that sort of thing, when that comes out, you know what the people can do. And what Mike Baker was saying was that now that there's a thing out basically saying we're not like legally allowed to torture people, when they interrogate them, all of the like uh, jihadists and stuff know what the uh, U.S. Army manual is because they can read it because they can get it because it's free information. Yeah. So they read it, they can see that they're not legally allowed to. Um, do any torture techniques so when they get interrogated by someone 
they're not as fearful. Because it's not that the CIA were going to necessarily torture them, mm. but it was the worry of being tortured would prevent would maybe some make some people talk if they were captured. Yeah. But so once you let out a lot of this information, yeah, a lot of the public is like, oh, great, we know all these sorts of things. But equally, so do all of our enemies. Mm. And that's the problem. It's like, do we want a government that is going to be more transparent, but also our enemies it makes us more vulnerable? Or are we okay to be like, okay, I don't really want to know about the bombings in Al-Qaeda, or not in Al-Qaeda, because that's obviously an organization, not a place. But it's like the bombings here in Syria, that sort of thing. Would we rather not know about that and just know they're trying to protect us and our enemies, in quotations enemies, being, you know, more, would not know as much information about us or would we rather we know it? And I don't know the answer to that question. As much as people love, you know, openness with the government and anything really, they want transparency in most things. I, I agree that it's necessary in most things or at least a, a massive luxury, but... um. I think with government issues and national things and national security, I think secrecy is pretty damn key. Yeah, like, there's certain there's grey no areas, it. isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's like us knowing about that won't necessarily benefit us. Yeah, anything else make us panic. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's it's it's. This is the thing with politics. This is what kind of what centered around uh, this uh, conversation was that the reason I'm more centre left is because there are some right ideologies that I do agree with a bit more with certain things. Um, so with the with war and things like that like i don't like war i don't like going over to other countries like i believe it was i think it was iraq i may be wrong that was the one where they basically said they had weapons when they didn't and it was actually yeah, all for oil yeah i'm pretty certain that was the one um but with that obviously that was wrong because there was not actually any reason to do that but it's like with the other countries that we've kind of with gaddafi for example when um, he was obviously the leader or even saddam hussein they were running a country in a way that was awful and they were doing horrendous things to people but when we intervened there was the power vacuum once we got rid of them and then the country fell into civil war and that's where isis came from that sort of libya, that, yeah. yeah it was libya it was like the, the broken country where there's no leaders who takes charge which all the, the the insane muslims who have got guns and bombs and will die for their cause so they take over the whole country and then well not the whole whole country but then it becomes this yeah. massive war zone and that's what we did because we took even though he was a corrupt bad leader like Gaddafi it's he was kind of almost a cork you know yeah he was holding it all together mm. to a degree and it, once again I I don't want there to be evil people in the world but I don't want is it is it better to have I don't know 50 innocent people tortured a year to save the lives of 200 people innocent who would be otherwise killed by ISIS if there wasn't some sort of leader in power and I don't know the answer to that question either, unfortunately. Mm. Obviously, our world leaders are trying to make these decisions, but it seems like... I mean, obviously, there's a lot more intelligent people than me or you are discussing these sort of things, and there's probably a lot more into it than we're thinking about. But it, it's just... Is it we're not being told everything? Or is it that we are being told everything? And this is literally... This is actually as complicated as it is. <laughs> so I don't really know if I want to know. It's like I'm the, not sure which one I prefer, to be honest. <laughs> well, there was, that, there was that video release. There's videos, obviously, of Saddam Hussein being hung and Gaddafi being killed. Because mm. I remember Joe Rogan was talking about the Gaddafi one as well. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't think I really want to watch that, you know? I've seen um, Saddam Hussein getting hanged. It wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah? Mm. But I think the other one meant to be pretty messed up. Yeah, I think it meant to be like on his knees begging and they're like... There's people like just beating him beating or something. the crap out of him, yeah. Yeah, I don't really... Like, even if someone's evil, I'm not necessarily saying they don't deserve it, but I don't want to see it. No. It reminds me of those days back in um, the early internet days uh, where, and 
not quite smartphones like the in between between like a Nokia and a smartphone like a lot of Motorola razors and stuff yeah and um, they're the best yeah, yeah old school we'll go back to them we'll bring them back <laughs> three pixel camera <laughs> yeah it's like you take a picture and you literally <laughs> cannot actually see what the hell it is so I've got four times zoom it's like you can't see in one time zoom what's the yeah. point you put it on a computer and it was like 200 by 200 <laughs> yeah like, okay it's fucking tiny it was like so small it's like it's actually too small for like even like an MSN display icon and that's when you know it's too small that's when it's like no when it can't fit on your MSN that's it nightmare <laughs> But um, those videos where you have like people just come up to you and say, hey, look at this. It's just someone being shot in the face with a shotgun. It's like, mm. those kind of videos made me the man I am today. <laughs> it's like, oh, awful. I can't stand like beheading videos, man. They freak me out. I saw one of like, I think it was the some sort of Mexican drug cartel where was, they were up close to the camera and there was this woman like on her knees and there was like a big block of wood in front of her. And he had a machete and he just went like that. And as it hit, I just saw blood and I was like, this is fake. And I was like, this isn't a joke or something. And I was like, oh, I was yeah, like this isn't a joke. Things. I can't. Nope. I'm, oh, so many. I think there's more than just ISIS that do it. There's so many different groups that have done it. Was that even, I think it's Saudi Arabia. Do they still do, uh, it's, it's one of the, the one of the countries that has Sharia law that do, um, they do still kill people. And I think public beheadings was semi-recently. I'm going to check that out. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um... I actually saw a video of a, uh... I don't really know what it was or why it was happening. I think it was some sort of weird festival in a Middle Eastern country or something. I, I might be completely wrong on the setting. Okay. But uh, there was a video of a guy holding a machete and he was hitting himself with the back with it, like almost like whipping over his shoulder. What? Hitting himself in the back with the machete. And it, you could see it and it was just like so, so disgusting. And it made me feel sick. And it was like, you know, when you, like, you see something so messed up, it gets like imprinted into your mind. Yeah, I've had a few of them. You can't stop thinking about it. Two girls, one cup. But tub girl, tub <laughs> girl. girl if anyone's listening to this, do not Google image tub girl. It's just awful. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone with that tattoo of it though as well. That's just. Oh yeah. Why would someone do that? How we... drunk must they have been? Well, how much of a douche? Just like thinking the gig, something like that's that on so your arm gross. is so cool. Yeah. It's so gross. Thinking about how that 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 video or picture or gif, I can't remember what it, what it was to be honest, but I've seen it. <laughs> well, I was going to say I've just looked it up. Uh, Capital punishment is a legal penalty uh, penalty in uh, Saudi Arabia. In 2016, the country performed at least 154 executions. Lovely. Sometimes the authorities now um, crucify. Uh, sometimes the authorities crucify the now dead prisoners. Um, they're almost exclusively based on the system of judicial sentencing d- uh, discretion, rather than Sharia prescribed punishments, following the classical principle that hadad penalties should be avoided if possible. In the, the rise in death sentences during recent decades resulted from a concerted reaction by the government and courts to rise of a violent crime in the 1970s and paralleled similar developments in the US and Russia and China. That's basically saying crime's getting worse, I think. But yeah, but yeah so they, they performed 154 executions and they sometimes crucify people as well. That's pretty messed up. But they crucify after they're dead, is it? I think that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's like, but it's still like having up, them in the bodies. <laughs> like having bodies like that in the street is it's just like, like um, for children to see and stuff. It's like when like tribes thousands of years ago would like kill their enemies and like hang their bodies up outside of their their gates to ward off en- uh, other enemies and well, it is a very tribal thing, especially when it's religion, isn't it? Mm. It's a very much us versus them mentality. It's our god against your non-real god sort of thing. Yeah. It's just like we're right, you're wrong. You have to, you know. There's a there's factions of it. Obviously, there's Jehovah's Witnesses are a lot more polite about it, but they try and invite you to their team in a sense. That's that's kind of what's in their doctrine. Mm. And then, you know, there's other ones who are like um, some of the Islamic extremists, which are like, you know, join us or die. It's just like, okay, it's <laughs> yeah. a bit much, you know. Um, but yeah, so if we, if we just rewind a bit. Um, so with with violence uh, towards people who have conflicting views. So if like, 
Well, we can link back to the whole North Korea thing because at the moment we've got a situation where we've got an absolute fucking lunatic running a country. Mm. Well, running, use that term loosely. Yeah. Controlling a country. And now he's like, you know, he's provoking many other countries and he's sending missiles over <laughs> over Japan, which is a neighbour. Yeah. And it's like what we were saying earlier about attacking or liberalising uh, a country like Libya. Mm about, you know, it's like, oh, there's an evil person controlling this country, let's get rid of them, problem solved, and then the country ends up way worse from it. Yeah. What do we do about about this? Where's With the groups line? of people. Where's the line? With well, something like Libya, I'm not sure how much they are actually affecting America. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, North Korea, that's exactly what they're threatening, is to affect other countries directly. So... Yeah. At some point, we have to step in, I'd imagine, mm. but I don't really know when that is. I don't know who can make that call. Well, that's the problem, because whoever does it, like if they fire first, then whatever we do to them will be in retaliation. So if they kill lots of people in America, for example, I keep saying we as in we're American, we're not. Um, but if if America was you know, attacked and a missile did hit and did kill a lot of people, whatever America did to North Korea, everyone in the world would be like, okay, I kind of get that. You, you know, you've had X amount of people wiped out. You're doing this as self-defense. Yeah. But if North Korea have not yet actually properly fought them, if they're like a kid at school threatening to beat you up and that sort of stuff, if you, you know, obviously with a kid beating up, the consequences aren't quite as dire, but it's like, what is it just the act of violence, the first act of violence, which is wrong, or is it, because once you say it's someone's viewpoint, if you're saying, oh, someone's racist, therefore their viewpoint's wrong, and although I, I agree with that, you're basically having an, a disagreement of ideas. And what happens is, is that if you say you can use violence against someone else for having this idea, then it opens the grounds to, okay, what I, who decides what ideas... Like who is it? A, is it a vote for majority? Is it majority vote sort of thing? Because the majority vote for Trump, you know what I mean? So it's like... And that doesn't seem to be necessarily what everyone wanted. Mm. But it's like, would you have to have a majority vote of the country, of the world, of where's... I who... guess the world leaders will have to get together. So be like, so are we all agreeing to fucking... <laughs> so, if, if we all, so if we all agree, like if they all say, you know, uh, anyone who's a Nazi gets put in prison immediately. But then it's like, if you said something like that, um, then where does it stop? It's like the... It's, I know that the people on the right especially um, like to use the term slippery slope quite a lot, but when it comes to ideas, I feel the same about it as I do with uh, comedy, for example. Mm. With with comedy, if you make a joke about something that is, you know, offensive to someone, which most, well, a lot of jokes, especially in stand-up, are, if you, if you say to someone, okay, uh, Jimmy Carr or Frankie Boy, you can't make a joke about Muslims for this reason because they get offended. You go, okay... But then what about the Christians and the Catholics? And then what if he makes a joke about the Buddhists? And what mm. if he makes... Then it's like, okay, every religious group is exempt. Okay. What about ideas? Like, what if we believe this or we believe that? Not necessarily like religion per se, but like, I don't know, uh, people who believe in either ghosts or uh, those crystal, healing crystal things or anything yeah. like that. If they believe any of those things happen, then they get offended. Then can you allow them? Okay, yeah, you can. But then, how far down do you go? Do you say people are like heavy metal music or pop music? If you start insulting pop music, someone could get offended. Like, I'm certain there's a certain amount of, I imagine, primarily young girls who really love, I don't know, One Direction, for example. I know they're not together anymore. But if you said really horrible stuff about that, they may take it personally and they may get upset about that. And it's like, okay, well, if that still upsets them, in say that upset that girl the same amount if you could somehow quantify it to someone if you mocked their religion 
then are they not in theory two things that you believe that are causing the same amount of pain so you can't joke about that either and then it just becomes a thing of you literally can't make a joke that's offensive because someone is going to get offended hmm. so with comedy for me i'd say with especially stand-up you know comedy and things like that it's like you can't you can complain about it if you want but to be honest you you have to just let them say anything otherwise who decides what can't be said and once you do that, how do you know this person is going to get influenced by people? Yeah. You know, Do you have this one all-seeing person who just seems to know political correctness exactly how it should be? <laughs> or do you have, like, I imagine it being Eddie Izzard. I don't know why. I've just really got Eddie... I don't know. I think it's because Scroobius Pip said he's going to be having Eddie Izzard on soon. And I just think he's quite a cool, cookie character. Just have him there, just like... I don't know any of his political views, so if he turns out to be horrendous, then I'm, I don't... <laughs> like the moral all-seeing eye. Yeah. He I just, knows, he's got he the style the for it. moral. Him, uh, I can't remember what the when it was, but it was when he had this. Uh, it his hair red and spiked up. He was also wearing the lipstick eyeliner and stuff. He was wearing, I think it's like a blue trench coaty thing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm on about? He's like, he's won some crazy stuff. He has. He's he's pretty he's pretty mad. Do you know he voiced um, uh, he voiced Voldemort in the Lego Batman movie. But Ralph, I'm so confused. F- but Ralph Fiennes, <laughs> who voiced and played Voldemort in the actual films, played the butler. Alfred in Lego Batman and he didn't play Voldemort what the hell <laughs> I know watching it I was like because Voldemort pops up in it I was about to say I haven't yeah. seen this I'm no, I'm not, it's not, Voldemort's in it it's not a huge uh, spoiler or, or anything for that um, it's like loads of characters come into it I won't say any of the others but Voldemort's in it and it's like he's he's played by yeah Eddie Izzard the voice yeah. but not Ralph Fiennes who plays Voldemort and I just watched it and I'm like what <laughs> that film has some great cameos in though I watched it the other day with Kieran just like yeah. I watched In Bruges that's a cracking movie as well yeah, that's great um, but yeah, so what what are your thoughts on sort of who who gets to decide what things we can or can't talk about? I think it's all decided by culture over time, and it's slowly. I mean, no one's decided. Well, I think people as a, as a whole decide what's what's good and what isn't, and what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. And then eventually, when enough people unanimously agree, and particularly if for instance an insult like the n-word or something yeah if if it has connotations like that one does then maybe the, the government can you know step in and it's hard because i, I mean, don't think racism, saying the n-word I, mean, like, I don't think even saying the n-word is actually illegal it's not illegal but the thing it's is obviously really it can upon. be illegal because you i'm pretty sure you can be uh convicted for racism but it has to be it's like, like verb- abusive racism. Some sort of verbal abuse, I imagine, in yeah. some sort of way. I think maybe if you said it once, you could probably get away with it, but yeah. I'm not sure if it was like a... It has to be a pretty serious thing, I'd imagine. It's like that South Park episode with Randy, and it's like the, like the um, he's on that... Naggers. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> Naggers! As the actual right answer, and he actually says the wrong one, and there's all the people staring at him, and it's like, hey, you're that <laughs> guy, aren't you? And it's just like, oh, man. That's just brilliant. Sorry. Um... Yeah, um, I agree, because I obviously wouldn't want to say the N-word because I wouldn't want to offend anyone, but obviously there are some black people who do say it to each other in a jovial, non-derogatory sense. Mm. And it's like, okay, that word, obviously if if I said it to someone who is of colour and it was obviously, if I said it at all, it could offend a lot of people, but especially if I said it in a hateful, derogatory way, that mm. that's horrendous. But... Obviously, would never want to say that, but do the government should they make that illegal? And then that's that's what a lot of Americans go on about, um, which is one of the reasons a lot of people believe the rise of Trump kind of happened, is the whole political correctness thing, yeah. which is like you know what you can't say this, you can't say this. You know, a lot of people complain about not being able to say racist jokes or not be able to you know do this or that, and it's like, well, what point do we 
when do we stop where's the line that's the problem with all this is everything is such a gray area <clears throat> everything is such a gray area at the moment i really don't know where the line is of what what from a joke becomes offensive what of someone's thoughts becomes either a religious religious or untouchable idea and also what happens if someone has an idea that's deemed hateful by whom and in what way is it punishable it's a difficult one isn't it? i think with comedy though I think even if people are really, really, really liberal and, you know, they want these things to be, uh, it never says, like, obviously no one ever wants people to be racist, but you know, you know what I mean, the kind of person I mean. Um, I think even those people find, if a joke is constructed well and delivered well, like, I don't know, Jimmy Carr. I was going to say Jimmy Carr. If if it's good, they're still going to laugh. I mean, you know, you must have heard jokes before that are so, so messed up. And you know it is, but it's also hilarious, and you just well, laugh because it's hilarious. Well, it's like Ricky Gervais recently got into a bit of well, not he didn't get into anything, but two people complained that he made a joke about dead babies. Okay, mm-hmm. now I I probably have heard like when I was younger, there's there's that old joke which is like you know uh, what's the difference between uh, a Ferrari and a bag of dead babies? And it's like I don't have a Ferrari, Ferrari in my garage, garage. Yeah. and it's like that isn't <laughs> like that's not very funny. But when you're like you know 15 or something, that does sound quite funny. And there's other jokes that are kind of like that. Like there's that one page I remember liking off Facebook ages ago when it first all started up. I think it was about seven or eight years ago. I think it was mm. 2009. It was about eight years ago. So yeah, I was 15. And it was, um, uh, my my dark humour isn't everyone's cup of liquidised dead babies. Yeah. And it's just, those sorts of things, are, I, I'm obviously not saying that dead babies are a good thing. That's that's a horrendous, horrendous, disgusting thing to say. But there are certain things which are taboo, which may be the reasons they actually become funnier. Like a lot of the time, if you have a swear word in a joke... Not every time, but it can be used to make the joke a bit more punchy and a bit more funny. Yeah. And when things are shocking and unexpected, that can be a lot of the time a humor lies. Because if you can predict a joke, it's not funny. Yeah. It's, it's ob- same with all... When you watch too many uh, comedy films and they all come out around the same sort of time, like every one in the last like, five, six years, mm. all the sequels, when you know kind of what the joke's going to be, it's not funny. So it's kind of like the surprise and the une- how unexpected it is. And a lot of the time, the dark humor really delivers that. Because if you're quote-unquote normal person you know and you don't think about dead babies obviously very often and so you're at a comedy show and someone makes a joke and pulls it out you go whoa whoa what that, where'd that come from you know sort of thing yeah so it can kind of come from that and it's like if you i don't know if you take the power if, if you if you get offended by everything sorry i was gonna say take the power away from those words but that's about swear words it's a completely different story um but it's like if you if, if you say that you know we can't joke about dead babies because people get offended by that then it's just back into the whole thing of Everything could be offended, you know. It's like um, a defended, uh, offensive rather. It's like um, that comedian Steve Hughes, who I absolutely love. He oh, was like, so I love him so much. He's Australian. He's Australian yeah. Hair, if yeah. anyone hasn't heard him, <laughs> seriously, go on YouTube. I think he's uh, he did a Michael McIntyre comedy roadshow, and he's got a couple of other stand-up things. I think maybe at the comedy store or something. He's Australian bloke. He likes metal, and he's just hilarious. And That's at so one, good. I love him. And um, at one point, he says like. Um, he's he's like he's gone on about political correctness, and he's like, I'm offended by boy bands for God's sake, and it's like. <laughs> To be fair, it does, with me personally, I do get, maybe not quite offended, but I get bothered when I see, like, local alternative bands or just small alternative bands who are incredibly talented in so many ways. They're not getting the admiration that I feel they deserve, but pop groups that don't write certain ones, obviously a lot of people yeah. pop, like Ed Sheeran, I think is fa- absolutely fantastic, you know, That's I love great. Ed Sheeran. Um but there's certain people in pop who are great, but there's other people in pop who really, they don't write their own music, they don't write their own lyrics. It just comes out of this, what was it you call it? like Almost like a machine. A factory, yeah, like assembly line. Like 
Yeah, where it's just like, it's, it's this certain type of pop. Obviously, I'm not saying all pop's like this, you know, and there's a lot more interesting music coming into the, the more poppy charts and stuff like that, which is really cool. But it's like, there is a degree of pop music which is just manufactured, and it's yeah. just unimaginative, it's the same boring stuff constantly, and that person, who actually has very little to do with writing the music or anything like that, they just perform it, they get more money than like a whole band who are writing these fantastic songs, but because they don't have the money to record a full album or go on tour or anything like that then or even they're there but people just don't give them the admiration i feel they deserve yeah yeah that bothers me well no one goes out to local gigs anymore obviously they do but compared to what 20 years ago well, it's because it's of like, youtube so in it, less in it's way, I think. It's just keep it's just keep plummeting isn't it i think it maybe be... the joiners in town like threatened to close them like a million times now yeah, well, we live in Southampton, down the south of England, and um, yeah, we have quite a few local music venues. So we have Talking Heads, Joiners. With the cellar, is that still going? Oh, I don't know. I can't change it to Soul Cellar, don't they? Yeah, well, I, think it's, I think it's still there, but I'm not sure really what it is anymore. Yeah, I think I don't know if it has. I'm really not sure about that. But yeah, the Joiners. That's quite. That's quite locally. Well, that's quite famous across England, I imagine, because yeah. like Oasis played. There. I think Ed Sheeran played there. I think Coldplay. Like, I think everyone's played there. Yeah, it's, it's, only just... it's only tiny, but everyone's played there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even you've played there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your old band. When your bands actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously that is. I'm not going to go... Anyone who likes pop music, I'm not going to go up to you and have a go at you for not liking a certain little band that I like, obviously. But it's like, that bothers me that that person at the top of the pop charts who does the least amount of effort gets way more money than, you know, um, than a local band does. Or even if you can do it simply, that every kind of language almost anyone can understand, is the whole thing with footballers. The amount of money they make compared to that, compared to, like, the standard working class person. A lot of people say it's because of how much money goes into it, and I understand all that, but... It still does bother me. There's like people starving and there's people with that kind of money. Well. It's one of those things. It makes pretty much no sense, but it does bother me. It's because I never used to know this when I was younger, so I'd be a, like a proper like edgy dickhead about it. Um, but footballers basically, essentially, are getting paid on how good their team is, and well, no, sorry, not not how good the team is. Sorry, it's uh, more people who support them. So you get people like buying season tickets and whatever, and people coming to the games, people buying merch. That's basically their pay. And also, if they do better in the league, then generally speaking, bigger, they become yeah. more popular. Or people who were fans of them for a little bit, and then they go, oh, my team's starting to win. I'm going to go to a couple <laughs> of these games. I'm going to pay more attention to it, watch more TV, you know, buy yeah. Sky Sports again, and just watch these games and stuff. So, so they're making this absolute ridiculous amount of money. Like people compare it to, like, people always say the, the, the classic comparison, like, oh, these, these footballers make millions a month. And then I think it was in have, seven so minutes. Like a doctor who gets paid a lot, but not, not even close to that amount. Then it's just like, the doctor's being paid by a company or an organisation, the government in this country. And then you've got footballers who are just paying for people who are essentially directly paying them for entertainment. You know? It's, it's almost well, like that's being, annoyed at, it's it's almost like being annoyed at yeah, an actor or a comedian. It's like Robert Downey Jr. He made being, millions from the Avengers movies. Yeah, and that's, that's because like, people want to pay millions to see Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, in the Avengers movies. Exactly. You know, I, I agree, but it is still... It does it still annoying. offend me. It's, it it's really the, annoys me. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It's it's part of capitalism, but it really it does bother me. And I'm not saying if I just said put out a limb and just said that offends me. Like say I, it offends me. Would well, does someone talking about that at a comedy show because that makes me feel offended? Mm. Is that equivalent to obviously not if someone's with the Ricky Race thing? It was two parents lost their child, you know, and then the dead baby jokes really sparked something. So obviously I'm not saying to that degree, but if someone I don't know bad mouth. If you're into your religion, but not like really, really into it, and someone just says something, you're like, oh, I don't really agree with that. I don't really like that. That yeah. kind of feeling, if it's, excuse me, uh, if it's that sort of thing, 
then um, then what? Where's the line of being offended? Or when can we stop? Well, if you ask the average person these days, they say there isn't a line. <laughs> Everything's offensive. Yeah, well, it's. I think it's kind of split down the middle. I think everyone says either everything is or nothing is. Because you get like the birth thing like with the internet, it's just got it's shown a lot more things with. I think yeah, Reddit's well, quite a good every, example. Yeah, people like, dank share memes and stuff. Their entire life of, over the internet now. Yeah, and you can see everyone's views, and people just don't give a oh, shit anymore, do they? Do you know what I found out? There's really just a thing that I think I can't remember who said it. I might have been someone on Joe Rogan or some sort of other podcast. I forget, but they said something that was perfect. It might be Mike Baker actually. If it if it's not here, my apologies for giving him credit. It's um, it was saying, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Uh, it was saying that it's weird how there's so many people today, especially who are like internet ac- activists, who are so against the government looking into their personal lives and being <laughs> like, look, I don't want you looking at my emails or my texts or anything, but I literally post every single conceivable thing about my life on Facebook. Yeah, like literally. I don't, I don't know. I don't the government to look at my texts and see if I'm, uh, you know, like involved in a terrorist group but also here's a picture of my baby with a tag of my address <laughs> <laughs> but also like my location of where i'm going this day like i've been to this pub and oh i'm going to primark now here's a picture with me with my like two-year-old child in yeah. primark in town with a location showing you where i am but no, i don't really know also with things like also here's my snapchat which i was gonna my say snapchat. Location, yeah. i was gonna say snapchat the actual location and also when people get really drunk and they go on snapchat and it's like they're sending pictures. You know, there's certain people, I've got a name, but there's certain people who take Snapchat, so sometimes they're even doing drugs. Yeah. Sometimes even smoking, like weed usually is the people I sort of know, is um, that sort of thing. And it's like, well, if they do that, then the government can, anyone can see that. If they know your name or they even know your, like, Facebook, they can pretty much find your Snapchat from there. Yeah. So it's just like, you don't want the government spying on you. Okay, well, don't post everything about yourself online, to yeah. a degree. But obviously, I understand where there's certain things. Like even I've, I'm a bit of a social media whore. Unfortunately, I do post on Facebook way too often and Instagram. You disappoint me. I do disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> I need that gratification, mate. That's what I need. You know, I need those likes. You know, inject that gratification. Yeah, when I'm a lone night, you know, and I feel really upset and down. What really brings me happiness is when an Instagram post about a banana gives me like twenty likes. You know, that just yeah. That brings really me gets you going. Mm, it gets me ready for the day, you know. I get motivated so I can, you know, send my yeah. few. <laughs> I get motivated uh, in the mornings, you know. What gets me through my day is posting pictures on Instagram and getting likes from people. Yeah. The funny thing is, there are people who That's, like that. Yeah. But actual people who make money off it, like those those uh, often models. attractive women, yeah, who like they further those. What was it Huel? Yeah. Well, now I'm doing it. I'm become one. But, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll start doing it. I'll do this it. Is product, this is product placement, guys. <laughs> yeah, this is it. We're being paid a lot by Huel. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> is it like some sort of? Sort it's of like a powder thing. Powder. That I think you mix with water, and it becomes like a porridgey kind of paste, and it's meant to have all your daily stuff. It's in maybe it, like detoxing sort of jazz and stuff. Really detoxing sort of stuff. I think it's all those like healthy just, things. Just bullshit, there's that tea. There's that tea thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't the thing is, I about it. Wait, I mean, it I says Huel, the official site, nutritionally complete food. You say it's bullshit. I don't think it's bullshit. It's more... No, it's it's not bullshit. I've just been bullshit as in, like, just fuck off. Like, I'll stop going on about it sort of thing. Like, no, it's not it's not going on about it. It's just, why do you exist? It's like, oh, guys, you can have... You know the stuff you get from food? Like, nutrients and stuff? Yeah. And you know food tastes great? Yeah. Well, why don't you just have just the nutrients? And just not the great taste? It's like... Um, I guess it's obviously for diets and stuff like that. A lot of people... It's diet. What it's- a miserable life. What a miserable life you got to lead. It's dieting and vegan. A lot of the thing is veganism, isn't it? Because like vegans have to take supplements, or almost all vegans have to take supplements to keep a, a truly healthy lifestyle. Because I think it's the B vitamins or some one of there's certain vitamin which is almost impossible to get if you don't eat dairy or uh, meat, and so you have to take supplements for it. And what I think it is though is 
it depends what how much money they have, I suppose. Because like, if you get like a rich businessman and he doesn't have time, or and he's really busy, he doesn't have time to like have full meals for like uh, breakfast and lunch. He can have these nutrient porridgey things that he can just kind of drink or eat like on the rush, and then he can have a proper meal in the evening. I guess so. But the thing is with you, it, this uh, seems so weird. This seems so it is sci-fi, weird. You know? It is very it seems like weird. Some astronauts would have. <laughs> it is. You can get that astronaut food, can't you? Like dried ice cream and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have like like seal, like fully seal airtight bags. And yeah. Weird capsules I think or something pooping in space you have to put your butt and it almost literally sucks it out not like not like not like act like you go in there but because obviously the gravity if you just go and you poop and you come off it it will float about won't it well i, thought, I think you have to poop I, in a bag. I just thought you poop in a bag or something ba- yeah. i think it's a vacuum seal bag that's what i think i'm thinking of that, that makes sense it would vacuum in the smell as well you know yeah so you can vacuum in i don't know what your shit would smell like if you're eating Space food. food. That'd, that'd be interesting. Oh, well, not interesting enough for me to actually want to go to some place and smell a little shit. That would well, be I guess also, quite unpleasant. I mean, if you're in a... No. Well, no, you're not always in a, in a space suit, are you? Are you thinking about always pooping in a space <laughs> suit? <laughs> well, no, you're not. You're only in a space suit when you're outside the shit, yeah, generally. Because yeah. you, you get those people who are up there for... I don't know how long they stay up there. Is They can only stay up there for a certain amount of time, I think. And they have to come back down. I think it's a fairly long time. Hmm. I'm pretty sure you can stay in space for like over a year. Would you ever go up to space if you had the chance? If the technology was like really advanced by this point, and I can completely trust it, you know, yeah, I can get over like anxieties and stuff. It's like flying, like yeah, I, I have anxieties about flying. Yeah, but you, I love flew, flying. you flew a plane though, didn't I, you? I, I did fly a plane. <laughs> I, love <laughs> I love flying, but at the same time, you are going up in a metal tube, flying through the air, super fast. Like, it's the idea of if something went wrong, this would be a really, really, really terrifying and awful way to die. Yeah. But uh, it's the chance of it, isn't it? I mean, you're more likely to die in a car crash than an airplane crash. So it's just like the thing is, though, I think probably statistically speaking, out of all the because you got to think there's not that many. Actually, I don't know now. I'm trying to think what percentage of like car, how many cars are in accidents that are fatal, and then how many spaceships have gone up? Because I can I can name probably three to memory, not to name, but generally that a lot of the Apollo missions that have blown up and killed people. Well, there was that. Uh, I saw a video of. I can't remember what mission it was, so I'm going to butcher this story a little bit, but there was a, a launch in, I think, the 80s. Right. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a video online of, basically, the crew had their family in like a, a special viewing area. You know, they, they like to watch the launch and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and it's on TV and stuff. They have their own special viewing area, which is like the closest part. It's still really far away. but um, And one of them, their family members, is recording, and they're all like really happy, and they go off in space, and they're all cheering and stuff like that. And uh, people have explained in the comments, but you can see it's kind of something going weird. It looks like it kind of should be happening if you don't really know what you're looking for. Yeah. But um, yeah, I read, I read it was some sort of like pop and like a popping kind of look right. to the uh, engine, and it got really, really high. I don't know how high it went, but it was very, very high. Yeah. And then it suddenly just exploded like massive. Some sort of gas leak or something that was causing the additional. Like, I think like it a was. Fuel leak or it something. was yeah. It was something like the. I think it was oxygen. Right. The oxygen tank leaked or something. I'm not really sure. And yeah. basically it ignited and just exploded and blew everything mm. up. Something like that. I, I don't know how many... Um, oh, I don't know how many uh, specific uh, space... Uh, how many people have tried to go up to space and died in the in the process. But I... I Would you imagine that's more percentage-wise than in car crashes? I, I was going to say... No, wait, the thing is if you... I was going to say quickly because I'll forget about this otherwise. Um... I just checked. Uh, how long do you have to sp- stay in space, sort of thing? Usually, uh, people are up there for about six months, um, up in space. Uh, the longest space station mission date was two hundred and fifteen days. I don't know the reason necessarily why, but 
yeah, you, you have to. Well, you get you get medical spacing problems this, and stuff. You? you get like your bones become really brittle. That's it. Yeah, because the oxygen, the, mm. no, the gravity, because there's yeah. no um, your muscles don't. Don't yeah, like either. I think, I think a dystrophy. Muscle, yeah. dystrophy. We're yeah. both going to say the same thing, so that's it. Because we both said the same <laughs> thing at the same time, we cannot be mistaken. That's fact. The thing is, though, if you died in space, you're probably going to die in uh, a, an explosion on the way up or something going wrong on the way down, like that thing happened like, I think in the 2000s. Yeah. they died on the way down. Um, yeah. But particularly if you're on the way up, you know, it's awful because you're going up to space and it's scary and you're really high up, but you're definitely going to die before anything happens. You're going to explode and you're fucking dead like instantly. Yeah, it's much. just like an instantaneous like, mm-hmm. boop, got the Well, to say it's, it's not. You know, it's, it's obviously tragic. Thing, yeah, it's obviously It's like that video, thing. like, you, you just exploded and all, this, someone's filming this who is a part of one of their family and all the people around him are family and friends and it's just so depressing. Holy oh, God, shit. They're yeah. all like freaky. They, they go like silent and you hear like mutters of like whimpering and stuff because no, no one says anything no one knows what's happening everyone knows what's happening but I no suppose they, the flames start to anything. disappear and you see the sort of wreckage kind yeah, of yeah you just see it oh, God. it's a massive explosion that's horrendous and then there's silence for a while and you hear like crying and basically like screaming oh that's just awful that is yeah that's the sort of, so when horrible. I see those sort of videos on either Reddit or anything like that I'm just like you know what not today yeah. you know <laughs> li- life's pretty damn depressing most of the time anyway so it's like it's all about it's, the reactions, really. Seeing things like that, that are really yeah, it's awful. Up, but you like, have the emotional connection. Yeah, it's, it's like the watching nine eleven. Like oh, you watch videos God. of people jumping out the windows, and it is absolutely <sighs> horrendous. But watch one of those. Watch one of those videos from someone filming it on the street, and it is horrendous because just everyone's screaming. And everyone's, everyone's in fear, crying. aren't they? They don't know what's going to happen. It's like the, infectious. That's why I find uh, movies like horror movies, particularly ones that are just like super gory, like I don't know, Saw. Yeah. There, there wouldn't be anywhere near as bad if the people didn't scream as much. If it was just as gory, but if people weren't like so, show their desperation yeah. and screaming so much, it wouldn't be anywhere near as bad. I but, find it so like haunting when people. But that's like, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Because like, yeah. that's when you get a good actor when you can empathise when you can really feel them. Obviously, mm. I wonder if psychopaths don't or sociopaths or both don't like uh, films that are either horror or emotional films. Well, maybe they're like horror because like watching people get killed. It depends on how far the psychopathy <laughs> is, but it's yeah. like. You know what? Well, I imagine they like horror. I'm sure it'd be their favorite. Yeah, maybe. I, I was just thinking more. Would they like films like Pursuit of Happiness or things like that? I mean, I've seen that film. It's too mm. upsetting to even think about. I don't know. I doubt what it. Was a film that I saw. Oh, I saw that Detroit, didn't I? Yeah, that was pretty upsetting. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone, but it's absolutely amazing. Everyone should go see it. Even though I don't think it's really in the cinema anymore, uh, but everyone should just go go see that film. It's absolutely amazing. If you don't feel something when you watch that film, I can't even. I, I literally can't stand that film. Gave me such an emotional reaction. It's madness. Yeah, I'm gonna see that soon. Yeah, the, the the acting in it is just superb. But it's like it's kind of it's empathy in it. Yeah, which actually comes in a, in a nice little loop back to the punching a Nazi thing, <laughs> which was here's a question to like a slight side thing with um if you're obviously I don't think you've ever have you been violent towards anyone like, properly like, have you yeah. hit anyone? I've hit people. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like, <laughs> 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 well I, the only person I've ever hit is you. Do you yeah, remember that's that? true, yeah. yeah. That, I've I've pushed a couple of people over. I pushed a kid who's bullying me over a bench once. I was in like five or four or something. Yeah. I'm not really a violent person. I seem to manage to talk my way out of conversations a little bit. Or maybe I was just like, when I was younger, I was so pathetic, like this <laughs> fat, squeaky voice, curly haired kid. I was so pathetic. It was like, you know what? He's not even worth it. Like I did get bullied a bit, but not like fully beating the crap out of or anything. Yeah. But I was thinking if we were, if I I've thought about it before, and I was like, the only times I could ever really see myself being violent would be a if I had a child and anyone did anything to them. Like I don't even have children. I just have nieces and nephews, which obviously are quite young, um, or were quite young. I've seen them grow up and whatnot. And it's like if anyone touched them, I would kill them. But it's like that 
love is doesn't is incomparable to what the like a child of your own is like yeah, you know definitely. especially like some people like that i haven't had it i you know i'm quite young at the moment i decided i don't want a kid at the moment but it's like i don't even know what that love is yeah i have even a tiny amount of that for my nieces um, and nephews and that is still ridiculously powerful even my yeah. friends like you know well obviously you're one of my best friends and i've been for a long time and it's like if we got into a situation where someone was trying to like beat the crap out of you i would you know if i was there if it wasn't if there was some sort of situation i could help by being violent i would do that if it was like arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> trying, to, trying to like beat you up i'm sorry mate i could punch him and it would just break my hand and that'd be it yeah. you know if I'd it was like you know getting beaten up and you just be walking away like yeah so i'll, I'll see you like <laughs> i don't know what i do i try and pull you off him or something but i won't fight him do you know what i mean i try and escape yeah. but if it was like if it was someone who was uh i don't know if it was a person who's identical to me for example just my sort of stature so it's equivalent to me trying to beat you up then that would be okay because i could stand a chance and also you'd be on my side so that sort of thing but i wouldn't I wouldn't ever want to beat up someone because mm. also you get that you get that thing where you cause someone so much aggro that if you fall to the floor and they start they they keep hitting you when you're down, that's when the really dangerous stuff stuff starts to come around. Like I I would never want to fight anyone. If I hit someone and they're down, they're down. Yeah. You know, if they get back up again, I would maybe hit them down again or maybe I'd hold them down. But you get those people who like they're punching them on the floor or kicking them and things like that, and that's when you can cause brain damage, kill people. That's that's one of the one of the main reasons why I in town it would have to be some horrendous thing to happen to like my friends or if i had a girlfriend at the time or happened to her you know if something horrendous happened to them to use violence against that person not just because i don't like using violence but the consequences of it either you hit someone they go down hit the head a bit too hard on the floor gone or they hit you you go down and they just don't stop and you're down you know yeah, that's definitely my fear teeth as well i don't want to be punched in the teeth and oh, lose God, my teeth no. oh, that'd be awful i was actually watching this like, mma things earlier oh really because yeah, <laughs> yeah. i haven't watched I've only seen very small amounts of MMA stuff. Did you just play the MMA game, the UFC game? No, I had... um, The boxing one. Yeah, Fight Night Champion. That was great. Yeah. I love it. Have you seen the boxing? Mm, I think I've seen any. But not much. I think I've maybe seen five seconds of YouTube. so much. Okay, what about MMA? What were you seeing on MMA? MMA's nuts. Yeah, I've heard MMA's nuts. It's like what Joe Rogan says. What is he? Like a... It's like problem... Like intense problem solving with dire physical consequences or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I love... um, I love watching uh, videos of people taunting and then just getting knocked out and thrown. It's so amazing. I watched one earlier actually, uh, and it was um, Nate Diaz, I think his name is, versus Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's are. happened like last year, I think, or the year they before. They fought, I think, twice. They won. A, uh, Nate Diaz was taunting him uh, recently. I think it was today or something well, to try and get a third. Yeah. Third well, what happened was this first time they fought, Conor was. I don't know. They, I think they're pretty sure their beef like really bad. And uh, Connor like got right into his face when they did like the picture thing on the yeah. day before. Yeah. At the conference, um, and he like you know basically trying to start on him. Yeah. There. So, but Nate was just pretty chill about it, and then uh, they fought, and Nate fucked him up pretty bad. Mm. <laughs> he had to tap out. I think he's gonna break his arm or something. I see. Oh, no, I think he's choking him. I think that they've. I think Connor's won one, and Nate's won the one another. I mm. think that's what it is. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they rematched the Connor one, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Did... fucking good fighter. I think he's an arsehole, but he's so good. Who, Connor? Or... Yeah, Connor, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't... I really... A lot of people said that they think he's a dick. I don't know anything about him, but the thing is, is... It's like... Um, what people have said who are, much, who are actually into MMA or boxing or anything like this is that it's the personality that kind of does it. It's almost like with bands, it's the brand and it's the the character of the band, like Creeper. You know, yeah. Creeper are doing so well, not only because obviously they're, they're really great and fantastic live performances, but they've got 
like a, almost a franchise. Yeah, definitely. they've got a logo. They're the Creeper Cult. They've got that. And it's like Slipknot. They had the masks, and they are the crazy nine-man heavy metal band that don't really sound like anything you've ever heard before. Or, yeah, or maybe unless people get funny about their mud vein and stuff like that. But um, I think that's why. I mean, if you, if you think about it, all of the uh, it's big fighters, yeah, they're just memorable. Like most mm-hmm. of them are assholes, or they have a volatile behavior. Makes you wonder if it's just put on. That's what I was leading on to, yeah. yeah. With with Conor McGregor, I haven't seen him, and even even if I had, I'm not. I can't read people that well. But it's like, is it just a front, or it could even be like a mix? Like Corey Taylor said when he performs live, it was Slipknot. He says the mask is like a representation of the different person you become on stage, mm. and it's like when you get on on stage, like I know that you when you've been on stage, you're the drummer, but. With like Callum um, being the, the singer of Decipher and Who Needs Heroes, or used to be Who Needs Heroes, um, it's like, do you act in a different way? That a different part of you kind of comes out. So mm-hmm. it's like, is with Corey saying you know putting the mask on brings that out? Is it like almost putting on the, putting on the MMA gloves and being that Conor McGregor with the mm-hmm. what does he have that the ridiculous cape or something? Or does he have a suit? Yeah, I think. Well, a you suit. Wear, wears the pinstripe suits all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do they have a cape? I don't know. I don't know if it was like one of those king throne yeah, ones. I'm, I'm not sure if that doesn't happen. I apologise. But because um, I've seen pictures of him with his three-year-old son. Mm. And it's like, if you're that good at MMA, I'm not saying that none of them are pieces of shit, right? But if he's that rich and he's got the public eye on him that much, if he was like an actual complete asshole, you'd probably be a dick to his kid. And if he was, yeah. you'd probably hear about it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or even if if you're a proper proper ass or in domestic violence or something, you know that yeah. sort of thing. It's like if if you act in that way, surely it would be in part of your personal life as well. You you gotta draw a parallel with something like wrestling. Obviously, wrestling's not real, but what? Yeah, you know, it's not. It's <laughs> 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 not pretending to be real. Oh, but uh, you know, wrestling is a lot of it. That's a lot of the reason people love it is because the drama, because they make all the storylines. Yeah. And the reason they do that is just because it's like a show. Like a like a it's like a theater. Yeah. But they want to see fights, and fights are more satisfying when they have a backstory. Yeah. And even if that backstory is just vicious back and forth. Well, here's a perfect example in a different world: Game of Thrones. Yeah. The dragons are cool, but if you just watched a series where it was, I think if the amount of dragon action in it is probably about an hour or so. Forgive me if it's more than that, but it's like I've seen it all. It's like you know you watch um if I just watched an hour of just a montage of a really well done CGI dragon with an attractive blonde lady on it blowing stuff up yeah it'd be cool for like two minutes well maybe it's like a a long gif maybe a YouTube video but I want to watch like an hour straight of just cut up videos of her doing it the Mm. reason it becomes so good is because there's so many one of the things that people like so much about Game of Thrones is there's so many characters so in general there's going to be someone you like yeah it's like watching uh, those videos of bullies pick like a bully kid who's like 15 or something Picking on another another kid who's clearly like a nerd. I love it when they get the nerd yeah. Rex, and then he just the kid just like knocks him out. And it's like if you watched that video just from the like a, a second before that that kid knocks the bully out, it's like you just watch a kid knock another kid out. You don't know what the hell's going on. You That's know, not really enjoyable. It's like okay, he has a, has a good punch and you knock that kid out. Yeah. I guess, but as soon as you know there's an underdog and you know there's an arsehole and interrogator, yeah. an aggravator, sorry, and then he knocks him out, it just becomes a million times more satisfying. So that's why wrestling does that. And is that obviously everyone knows it's fake, so they know that the drama's fake. Yeah, but, but know, that's part of the, the matter. I totally sure, get it. it. Like I, I, I'm not into wrestling, as in I, I don't get wrestling as I don't watch it. But I totally understand it. It's yeah. literally people go, oh, it's fake. It's like so is Game of Thrones. So like, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's fake. Rick and Morty's fake. Newsflash: anything animated is fake. It's like just because yeah. people are acting it out in a performance live, it's like going to the theater going, oh, this is fake. It's like yeah. obviously it's a story, it, isn't it? It's because people who think like that they don't understand 
they think that wrestling is trying to be real, and it's like yeah. it's trying to present itself as real because it's acting. But there's a lot of they know. To it, they though. know everyone thinks it's thinks it's fake. So, because it is fake, and everyone knows it's fake, but people talk like it's real because it's fun. Yeah, they exactly. talk about. What's like that when if if like I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but if me or me and Jasmine or something watch Game of Thrones, we talk about Daenerys Targaryen. We're, we're not going to be like, oh yeah, you know that fake blonde character from Game of Thrones. It's like you talk about them. It's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, I love. I say things like you know, I love Daenerys in this series, or I love Jon Snow in this series. Where it's like I don't actually love them because they don't actually exist. You know, I'm, not, I'm not actually saying I believe that there's this place called Westeros and there's all these things happening and we've managed to get cameras in there mm. and somehow recording it all. But these people, there are, I think, a very, 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 very small amount of people who believe wrestling is real, like actually. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it, it deserves more respect than it does from the skeptics because you still have to be really fit to be able to do all that oh, yeah, sort of they stuff. Do, they, do actually they do actually hit, yeah. yeah, yeah so you may be acted, but you actually do get the crappy out of you, like easy, yeah. like. Yeah. Like you see things like where they they try and they punch them, and you know it doesn't actually hit them. You can see clearly it doesn't hit them, and they act like it hits them. Blah blah blah. But I mean, it's all choreographed and it's all done very well. But people do actually eventually get hit by stuff. People do get body slammed like for real hit with like, chairs every, and every shit. single time. I know I know the floor is bouncy and stuff like that, and that negates a lot of it. But you still have a guy who's like however many pounds, just massive tank jumping on you from or elbow dropping you that's actually hitting you there's techniques to pull it and make sure it doesn't hurt that much but it will still fucking hurt well see when you think of it if if you i don't know if you've ever done it with i don't know if you do it with your brother or, or anything like that where when you're like um because i obviously niece and nephews when i have like my um niece or nephews you, you play fighting or whatever and if if they jump on you on your chest mm. you know or even if they land on you a bit sideways off maybe like an, an inadvertent elbow slam on you that does hurt. Like yeah. you have to kind of you know be like, don't do if they're doing it in a violent way. Obviously, be like, don't do that and that sort of thing. But it does actually hurt. And they're like a tiny little what four stone person. You know, that's not that heavy. Whereas it's like a full grown dench man. That's that's got to be yeah, probably like fifteen stone. At, you know, fifteen stone <laughs> at the leanest, I suppose. Yeah. You know that kind of thing just falling on you would hurt. Let alone you have to make it look like it's going to hurt. Mm. Well, they end up bleeding, some of them. Yeah, yeah, you see that quite a lot. Yeah, with the faces. They're hit by chairs and stuff like that. Oh, God. <laughs> hit the face with the chair. I love it when they get the chairs out. It's the best. You know, shit's going down. <laughs> it's like, well, right. no, the, the best is when someone's gloating or someone's, like, shit-talking or something or doing something to the crowd. They're, like, walking around the the ring like they own oh, it. And oh, someone, like, basically this. sneaks they up behind them They think they're stronger chair. than me. Yeah. And you see the guy get out from the background and he thinks, he's, uh, the other guy thinks he's beaten, picks up the chair and smacks him from behind. It's just great. Well, yeah. I don't watch it, but you know, I, mean, <laughs> I think you're... I definitely get the appeal. Your closet, your I prefer like actual violence, like MMA. Actual violence. Going back to the whole MMA thing, wrestling wrestlers do that whole you know drama thing because it makes it more satisfying for the viewer. Yeah, everyone knows that's fake, but you know you can actually kind of make drama which can probably start fake, just not really fake, but it's more like say if we didn't know each other and both MMA fighters, and we, yeah. we had a fight coming up. I'm like, well, I don't really know this guy, but fuck that guy. I'm fucking <laughs> publicly outing you and you know, going to conferences and trying to start fights with you there. Yeah. It's like, I don't, there's no reason for me to do it, yeah. but the only reason I'm doing it is because it makes drama. And, you know, me being an arsehole towards you, although you probably know I'm doing it just for publicity, and you're probably going to jump up, jump on it for publicity, but at the end of the day, I am starting on you. Yeah. And I would actually beat the shit out of you if no one pulled me away from you in the conference or vice versa. Yeah. So it's like, it is kind of real drama, but at the same time, it's completely forced for publicity. Yeah. But it's good, because it makes it... It can rile, it can rile it up, though, because obviously yeah. it, it can grow into something, because if it's like, oh, this guy's just saying it for publicity, this is something really personal, it's like, oh, wait, he went too far. Well, even if you have a fight with him and you lose, then you're like, oh, I'm pissed off now, I want to show that I'm better than him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really into sports, you know? 
I just don't really watch any of them. Neither, neither am I, really. It's... Yeah, I don't watch MMA. I just watch lots of highlights and I watch some full fights on online. I but... wish I did like MMA. Half the podcasters I listen to go on about it. Mm. It's like Joe Rogan has so many fight companions and stuff. You right. listen to one, don't you? That's just so satisfying. I don't know what it is. I find most guys have a thing in them where even if they consider themselves really peaceful, they for some reason find immense enjoyment watching two people fight. Like, I don't know what it is. That's sexist. You know, women enjoy watching people fight as well. <laughs> um, obviously, Maybe they do. Maybe I, mean, they do. I mean, over the top, obviously there are a lot of female MMA fighters and a lot of women who obviously like MMA and stuff. But yeah. um, with... Um, Sorry, Ronda Rousey. I knew that was going to come up. That's the only one that I know. That's like I don't know. What's the name of the woman who beat her? Beat she, her and she... I think I think Ronda Rousey now is like pretty out of it. She retired, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, did she retire because I think she fought a couple more times, got wrecked, and then she's just like, nah. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, it's like um, what was it called? Uh, do you know American football? Um, was it was like made after the war to um kind of for when men have got all this aggression inside them to kind of take it out. Mm-hmm. Toss the well, that's what I heard. That's really cool. Yeah, um, I'll have to I'll have to have the little Google mm. of that just double check. But um, I heard that on. I'm not going to say who I think I heard it on because if I'm wrong, I don't want to. You know, all the, <laughs> the millions and millions and millions of people who are going to the first episode are going to completely destroy the podcast industry from my word. Yeah. So I, sometimes I wish I could get into a, a fight. I don't know why. Ah, oh, I get that all the yeah. time. I so get like, it with so you quite a bit actually. You want to you want to fight me? Why well, just think that if I fought you? Because <laughs> if I fought you, that I know that you wouldn't kill me. I know that if I got to the floor, you wouldn't get on top of me and start beating my face to a bloody pulp. You know, if we if we had a fight, walk into the kitchen, see the washing up there, and you're like, I'm gonna fuck that cunt. Up. Just pick up like the frying pan, and just smack you in the face with it while you're playing like Overwatch or something. Playing Rocket League, I'm just smacking the back of the head with a frying pan, like, dude, now. It's like, what? Let's grab you through your bed, and it's like, is he gonna fuck Come me? Is he gonna well, fuck me? Gonna fight me, you, dude. It's like fucking fuck me, yeah. <laughs> No, uh, no, I, I guess I could get into a fight sometimes. And then I start thinking, well, if I'm in a real fight, you know, I I'm not massively confident. I just I just want to get into a fight. <laughs> I'm only about to get into a fight, not not take any damage, <laughs> and then rewind times. So like conflict doesn't exist anymore. That's how much of a wimp I am. Yeah, it's like I want to punch someone, but I don't want them to punch me or to really hurt them. Yeah, I don't mind getting punched, but like I don't want to. Not the face. I don't want. Yeah, I don't mind getting punched in the head. <laughs> I, I you know, being knocked out sucks and everything. But like I've passed out before. It's obviously different from being knocked out, but it really does suck. But I'd much rather be knocked out than like hitting the teeth or nose. I mean, I got my nose looks broken as fuck as it is. I can't have any worse. Imagine if my nose got any worse. Brian Wilson. I'm like wow. <laughs> Just someone punches so hard in the face, they break your nose. Wow. <laughs> that's my reaction. Get punched. That's it. Maybe that's just that's why he says it so often. Like he's been punched in the face so many times. Like right <laughs> yes, in the nose. he has broken his nose multiple times. That's the reason it looks like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's like three times or something. Oh, really? Oh well. You can find out online. I think one of them he like broke it in like football or something. Playing football. Oh okay. Well, when he was like a younger before he got into acting and stuff. I think so. He's quite an attractive man though. Yeah, he's alright. Yeah, no homo. So funny. No homo. <laughs> yeah. No homo, bro. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Well, yeah. So back to we went off on quite a nice little tangent there, but it's just. Yeah. We're, we're talking talk- about fighting. We, we were originally talking about punching Nazis for an yeah. incredibly small amount of time. We were. So yeah. I guess you could say it's full circle, but yeah, to a degree. It's always fun to have tangents, isn't it? Well, it's like it's you know not meant to talk about anything specific. That's what this whole pilot episode is meant to kind of be about. Is just mm. have a chat, see where it sort of takes us. Mm. Um, but yeah, with um, with the punching Nazi thing, it's like the idea behind it is you know they've got these horrible, hateful ideas. We should use violence to stop them, but. A lot of the time, it doesn't really stop anyone. It just kind of fuels their fire of saying, "Look, we're a, we don't get our rights. Um, we we believe that 
you know, they want to kill all Jews or things like that, which is obviously absolutely disgusting and horrendous. But they're going, oh, we can't say that. We can't even say that now. What is this world coming to? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Political correctness gone mad. And a lot of people say, like, oh, I don't want immigrants in the country. And it's like, if if someone says that and then you go, you should look into it a little bit more to know the facts and statistics to see if immigrants do actually have a positive or negative effect on your economy and what sort of jobs percentage-wise they're taking. Because I know mm. in the UK, I think that a lot of nurse jobs are... Um, taken by people who are immigrants yeah. um so it's like well what you want to get rid of all them you want to get rid of our nurses it's like you don't choose where you're born you know you no one chose to be born in the middle of like a libya or syrian conflict you know mm. but then again with this there's also that side which comes with if you're on the left or the right is the right is generally don't let them in and the left is generally let them all in and it's just like we need to help these people but I'm not saying that we need to literally open our borders and let every single refugee in because dangerous people could be let in. But yeah. you can't just not let any of them in because there's so many innocent people. It has to be like a middle ground of like... This is why like, the world's issues are so complex that I think it's a really weird thing that we're moving so black and white. Yeah. You have like... There's no... Like we were talking about it before, like the, the left and the right. There's now a, a really far left, like really far left. More left than anyone's ever been before or any society that I know of, at least. Yeah. Has ever been before. And you have people who are really far right to the point of complete oppression, like North Korea, for example. Yeah. And it's just like, why can't we just meet in the middle and understand that you can't take on big issues or particularly big issues, but issues in general with a complete left or complete right, like an extreme. Just why don't you just meet in the middle and compromise? There should be more votes to do with specific laws as opposed to, like, if people... I don't know if this would work better when the internet... I don't think it's a big thing at the moment, but if we could somehow perfect internet security somehow uh, with voting or something like that, if there was just, like, every month or something, every person um, can vote, or maybe they potentially can make it mandatory. I know in... Uh, was it... Uh, Australia, I think, is you get fined if you don't vote in the general election. Huh. If you had some sort of point system where you have to vote in a certain amount of votes every five or ten years or something, unless there's some sort of specific reason, like if you have a certain disability, if or maybe you have to fill in the specific set of paperwork to say, look, I don't have the internet, I don't want to get involved in politics, I don't want to do any of it. Maybe something like that, I don't know. This is just, I've kind of half thought about this now. But it's like, with voting, it should be more going on the individual laws that you want to pass you know yeah. there may be some people who believe a real left view of let's legalize all drugs but also let's close all the borders and not let any immigrants in and they should be able to say that and have that choice rather than saying okay well either i have to have drug reform and let all the immigrants in or mm. i have to have the not letting the immigrants in and not have any drug reform and the issue like, with that is, is that if you keep throwing votes at people then people stop voting well because of the uh the the effort. The, yeah the amount of effort that goes into it people will stop caring i think good point i suppose well that's the thing that's the problem with representative uh democracy is that with uh, i may butcher this uh, i think it's norway hmm. where no that's no, france it's france i remember now what they do is they have this thing where they have like there's not a set amount of parties that can uh that can uh start running i think they had like 20 something or maybe they had more than that but they had around like at least that sort of amount um running and then they have this voting process and if one uh, if one of the parties doesn't get, I think it's more than like fifty percent or something, yeah. or maybe it's a higher majority than that. If they don't get a certain majority, then it goes into the second round of voting, and it's basically the two with the highest. It's between those two. Yeah. 
and that makes sense because what they had is they had this they had that and the first one the first vote uh, turn it was like a lot of people were worried there's there was this uh, woman who was running on the right and this guy running on the left i believe the woman running on the right was more popular than the guy running on the left when it was the whole election when mm. it was like between all these different people but when it came between just those two then the guy on the left won yeah i believe that was the way it, it rolled out the thing and is like, you have to if you're going to make every, if you're going to make people vote on everything yeah it's like where's the line on what people can't vote for because there's so many things that there's so there would be such an unbelievable amount of votes be that's a good point undoable like then you have yeah. to start there's going to be also well, that's what the, that's what the people in parliament are for yeah and there's going to be there's going to be matters that the average member of the public won't understand yeah and there's a vote passing or a bill passing for something and it'd just be completely out of the average person's depth and it's just like then what do you do hmm so, so you need, then you need to have a, you have the issue of you have to have someone or a, a party or a group of people or whatever d- deciding on what people can vote for, but then that can be completely manipulated. Yeah. Because if uh, a government or whatever sector of the government has an ulterior motive, they want a thing to be passed, and they know that the public won't vote for it, then they can just go, well, we're not going to let you vote for this, because you're going to find it too confusing, and it'll go completely under the radar. Yeah, that's a good point. And then you'd have to have like another group of people to decide that. Because that's what the... Is the House of Commons? Or is it the House of Lords? I think it's House of Commons, isn't it? Where it's like, all the MPs are in there, yeah. that's what they vote on. That's what it's meant to be about. And I suppose it kind of what it is, because you know, people in Southampton, we all voted, and it was like a very, very slim majority to mm. the um, Conservative. But... I don't know what the right thing is. I think the France, the French system rather, is is probably the the best that I can think of for now. Where you have multiple parties, vote on them all. If one doesn't win by loads, then the two who are in the in the lead kind of go towards it. Because then you have a chance of then people wouldn't go. Oh, there's no point voting for the Green Party, for example, because Conservative or Labour are going to win. If yeah. you had like way more choice, mm-hmm. and you kind of split it up a bit more and said we're changing the whole system. But the problem is, is all the people who want to change the system are the people kind of like us who have no power and all the people who can change it who would you know try and make a vote on the law are the people who benefit from that law being not in place i have no idea what impact that would have on our country but yeah if, if we had like tons you mean like if we had loads of different parties yeah that represented like obviously different things but some not as wildly different as they are now. If you could get rid of the word Labour and Conservative yeah. <laughs> and Lib Dems and all of them and the Green Party and change it all so that all that were done on the merit of what their policies were. Yeah. Well, there was a thing that I heard about which was really interesting. Uh, I can't remember who said it or whatever, but it was like um, they should have it where they release the referendums for Labour and Conservative and Lib Dems and whatnot, but they just don't tell you whose is whose. So it just there's just them out there and the only way you can... The referendum. Do you mean? Uh... No, I, I said referendums being more. <laughs> I meant uh, what's the word? A manifesto. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry, the one. legal jargon, um, political jargon rather. But it's like yeah, the um, when they release their manifestos and like it doesn't say who's who's. Mm. But obviously the problem is is that you'd have to almost rename. You'd almost have to just have referendum one, referendum two, and referendum three, and not tell anyone whose they are until afterwards, because people would just go, "Well, I'm going to vote conservative anyway." Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Because a lot oh, of the yeah, time yeah. it's team thing. I think I can't, I can't imagine the percentage of people and votes for any party. To be honest, anyone who votes actually votes for their party without looking through the manifesto. It's probably, it's probably a, a lot. massive amount. Well, I, I yeah. guarantee it's a majority. It, it, so sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And, it's definitely and I, I, I don't mean, a large chunk. And I don't. Yeah, I don't mean like 
going onto their front page and reading their bullet points, like the ten bullet point things they're going to do. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. That's not reading them out. No, that, that's, I don't mean, that's I don't... scanning what they're kind of like dripping you, drip feeding yeah. you. I'm not being like a political snobbery. I'm not like that at all. I don't, I don't, I don't even really do this to that extent. So I'm not even practicing what I preach really. But like, I don't mean reading the entire thing, but like reading key parts like a decent amount you know at least looking into it to a degree but yeah. then again if you don't look into it and you vote for a party then you complain about them so it's, if they're, they're doing yeah. what they said they would do in the manifesto it's your own fault yeah. but what they should do i think scroobius pip who's another podcaster and he's a uh, he's a rap artist as well that obviously we both like um he said that one of the ideas what should be done is on the voting card there's say i don't know five questions or something and it's just very simply got which of these you know which of these wants to ban fox hunting? Or which of these wants to... Tick these ones which want to bring back fox hunting. And you can oh, tick right. any amount of them. And you, so that, you like tick your views and I'll just match you with one. Well, no, that's, that's a good so, idea. so, so weird. That, you'd have to have, you, that would only work if, if there were millions loads, of them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't mean like that. No, no, no. No, what Scrooby Spit was saying was... I, I worded that poorly. They have trivia questions about parties yeah. and you answer them. And depending on how many you get right it will depend on how many votes your vote counts for. So, if, for example, it says... Who believes that you should ban fox hunting? And the answer would be if it. I don't know if it's all of out of all the parties which ones it were, but if we just said it was only the Conservative Party that wanted to uh, bring back fox hunting, and all the rest wanted to ban it, yeah. and you had a question, which of these parties wants to bring back fox hunting? And you've got like your tick boxes. If you get that wrong, because the answer would be you know the Conservatives want to bring it back. If you got that wrong and you didn't tick the Conservative box, that's one vote less, or that's half or quarter of a vote less. Do you but know what I mean? That's like what, get a question. The thing is, that's a question for your opinion. You can't say it's wrong. No, not an opinion. No, you're misunderstanding me. There's a trivia. So there's like trivia questions and then the vote at the bottom. So it's like, do you want to vote at the bottom? It, at the bottom, it would say, do you want to vote for this one, this one, this one, this one? You tick whichever one to apply. But on the other side, for example, there are five questions about the manifestos and you have to say, choose which ones, like, you have to answer the questions correctly. You know, like, you know, which like of these... a comprehensive these, test. Well, kind of, yeah. Like basically, like, you know... Uh, which of these uh, wants to increase taxes? Yeah, and then or the incre- or which one of these wants to cover the NHS? I don't think I don't think, the, I don't think the general public would be very happy with basically having to do a test. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the only about the only about it'd be like five very simple questions, mm. like not just t- literally bullet po- like a uh, multiple choice, just tick ones, and all it'll do is it just mean if you get them all wrong, you still get a one vote. But if you get them all right, it's worth five. Mm. or something and people or even like less than that like three and you just do halves or something so it's like basically what I'm thinking is or what Scrooby's Pip's kind of point was was that if you have a voting system where you have questions and if you answer the questions about all the parties yeah. and all the information about what the parties manifestos are about then your votes will be worth more because you've researched into actual politics and you're not just doing the whole I'm voting conservative because I always have or I'm voting Labour because I always have well the thing is if the questions were all the same for everyone, which I'm sure they would be, yeah, yeah, then people would just cheat. Yeah, but if they cheated, then they know the answers, so it'd be like that's that's a good thing. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what Scrooby's Pip said because Scrooby's yeah. Pip actually said someone said to him, you know, well, if they cheat, and he's like, well, then they know the information. That's the point. It's like yeah. good for them. It's like they don't have to research it themselves. Like they tell them, <laughs> you know, just to make sure that if someone's like like my mum, for example, you know, she doesn't really pay attention to politics anymore that much because she. It's just she don't really care about it anymore because she was saying like it's all generally the same and I don't know corruption all that mm. sort of jazz which I I do kind of feel like that maybe not within America maybe in England not quite as much corruption as in America and that sort of thing well, that we know of that exactly yeah, as we're saying that's kind of come secrecy. out yeah, yeah there you go back to transparency it's all loops it's all loops this podcast and um, 
Yeah, but I, I'm not really. I I believe the political system is broken. I don't really know precisely what could fix it. I mean, there's the improvement of the thing we mentioned earlier about France. Yeah. But apart from that, I'm not really sure. Like a whole overhaul. I'm not I'm not really sure what we'd have to do without scrapping the whole thing and start from scratch, and that would turn the destroy the country and be in like disarray, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think there needs to be that much of a change. I think. It's, it is, but I agree, it's, it's not really working at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It's only working for quite a while now, I think. Um, but I don't think it's... I don't have like a Russell Brand opinion where it's like, let's have a revolution and let's redo the entire system and, you know, just change how the government works or just get rid of the government and do something else. It's like, I, the thing is, the reason you can't think of something, I think, he always says, I don't have the answers, I'm just saying, yeah. you know. I think the reason he has absolutely no idea about the answer is because it's not really anything better. Like <laughs> you could probably make this better, but changing what we already have as opposed to completely scrapping it and replacing it. I, th- I think the only thing I could think of is instead of having a prime minister, you just don't have one of them. You just have everything sorted out by the House of Commons, I believe it is, or like. But instead of just loads of MPs who are just political figures who are good at being political figures it should be people who are elected in i don't know what kind of way maybe just voted by the people uh, elected who are like experts in scientists yeah so it's like okay for this there's like i don't know 200 openings and one of them is like okay uh climate uh, environmental scientist so someone who um can apply for that say anyone can apply does local elections and goes on and on and on but if you apply for that you have to have a degree in, in environmental science yeah something the, like that the thing is the relevancy runs out surely. I mean, you you can have like a scientist would be, you know, it makes sense that they'd be on a part a part of a party or a government or whatever. Yeah. You can see how that would be useful. I don't know. Somebody's got uh, a degree in English literature. I think that's going to help very much. Someone who's got a degree in maths. Not really. Yeah, but it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be that way, would it? It would be depending on what the job is. So you have, like, for example, you'd want the person who's, like, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, you know, the one who's in charge of all our money, yeah. probably to have at least an economics degree. Oh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, like, certain do, job roles, not everyone would have to have a degree, but certain job roles. They should be, like, someone who runs, like, the uh, the policing sector would have to have been a police constable for at least 10 years or something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Every job role would have a specific specification that you'd need to have. Yeah. And if you had that for all of them and you just had a group of experts, then you'd be fine. Yeah, maybe. Because then it would just be like, you know, if you have if you have a group of scientists and they're all like, there's this voting on, okay, environmental science. The thing is, is the people who are, I suppose the issue would still lie. You'd have to have almost groups within it because why would you want someone voting on, well, actually, no, it wouldn't be voting, would it? I don't know, because it would either be there's just one figurehead of environmental science and they make all the decisions, or if they kind of do that and it can be vetoed, mm. and then some sort of evidence has to be shown for why that's a good idea or something, and maybe maybe the the House of Commons or whatever it would be called, this group of people, could veto it in some way, and then that would bring about a vote. I'm not really sure. If a certain amount of people vetoed it, mm. bring about some sort of vote and just see what the majority think. Um, after some, It's one of those things where it's like... I it's don't very time-consuming to do that sort of thing. I, I try not to even think about that kind of stuff, because... I mean, there's like 7 billion people on the earth, and rising. no one's thought of, as of yet, that's 7 billion people, that's 7 billion people who are alive right now, and seemingly no one yet has figured out a perfect solution or way to run a country or... Or maybe people have, they just can't, because the people who are in power, who control all the way the world is run, and the way that the, the countries are run, are mm. the people who can stop us. Like, if I want to make a law, like, if I say... If I wanted to make sure a certain law was legal, like I don't, I think you have to present it to like a local MP or something, and they have to take it up further, and it goes up and up and up. 
Well, if they're all, I'm not saying all MPs are uh, corrupt, but just for this argument, let's just say every single member of parliament and every single political leader is corrupt, right? Yeah. And wouldn't want to do whatever this one thing I want to do is. If I present it to one of them, they just go, nope. And that's it. What do? <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I can't take it in on hire. Maybe if I sent it to someone yeah. higher, they just go, nope. And it's like, well, if they all do that, like if every single political leader was all like, no, the way the system of the world is now, that's how we have to have it. The only way you can change it is proper violent revolution, like a whole country yeah. taking over. To be fair, that's kind of, sort of, you could argue, what happened with Bernie Sanders, isn't it? Well, Bernie Sanders, it like was... He didn't propose a new system, but like he was so, so liberal and for the people and... Well, he was, and he against got... Basically, like, almost the opposite of what most presidents have been... Well, well it was because I mean, his party but... like, was it betrayed him was it something like his yeah with, with I... america it has to be you have to vote whether or not you're going to be in the you know the democrats or republicans and then they do the the kind of runnings of who the main people are going to be and when it was between it was like i think it was trump or oh, i was the one that everyone says like the zodiac killer <laughs> the guy who's um oh ted cruz um, is oh, Ted right. Ted Cruz or Donald Trump? Ted Cruz, he's like a really strong religious person, but everyone thinks he's weird and creepy. Yeah. And um, it's between Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, and it was between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders is, I think, campaign leader or runner or something, allegedly like kind of ran it to the ground a bit, and then as soon as Bernie lost, she went within, I think it was within the same day or something ridiculous, went over to Hillary's thing. And yeah. it had come, kind of come out that she was either on the payroll or something to do with the Clintons and it's just yeah. like you know she basically messed basically, up like, Bernie Hillary yeah between yeah, happen. yeah exactly so yeah. it's just like you don't it's also, I mean is all is already that level of like suppressing different yeah. ideas you know yeah well I think it's just it's a boiling point it's just coming over time with the internet it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened really to civilized society there's a lot of bad that's in the internet but I think there's a lot more good than bad mm. and it's just like excluding the hours of entertainment and all that sort of jazz and the porn that's pretty good but it's like, <laughs> with all that, I'm not going to go to that as a big discussion about porn as well, whether it's good or bad or not. But um, aside from that, it's uh, with the internet, it's given everyone a voice. Obviously, you've got a lot of dickheads who've got a voice and a lot of Nazis and all that sort of jazz. We've got a voice on the internet right now and we're dickheads. Hello. Um, and Nazis. We are. Here we're both Nazis. I've got a swastika tattoo actually on the back of my head. But no one can ever see it because I've actually only shaved my head once and that's actually when I got the, the tattoo. Yeah, white power. Yeah. And that's why I always wore the beanie so no one can see it. <laughs> Yeah, white power. Yeah, me having a different amount of melanin in my skin makes me better in every single way, even though that literally makes absolutely no fucking sense. <laughs> and if anyone disagrees with that, then you're just a disgusting human being, and, or you're brainwashed. And if you're brainwashed to think that, then you need to really rethink your mm. sort of views and ideas. But, you know, I'm not going to go on here and complain about racism because I think the majority of people think that racism's bad. I'm not going to be some sort of white knight in the, in the night. Guess what, guys? I actually think racism is bad. <gasps> Whoa! You wow, think... what a new way of thinking. <laughs> oh my god, 2017? I never thought about that. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, <laughs> um, but I've lost my train of thought a little bit. Choo-choo-choo. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, I was just... I pre- had a really uncomfortably uh, intimate moment then for a second. Well, me and you. Saying choo-choo at the same time. It was beautiful. You know, I'm, I feel like just stopping this and just coming over there and kissing you. I feel strongly different. <laughs> uh, well, I think we've kind of, kind of come to the end of it. Really, I mean, I don't really know with what the right answer is. To be honest, with with where violence at what point? Because I said when we went on the first tangent, it was like if I'm in a club, some guy touches my girlfriend's ass. If I had a girlfriend, you know, and he starts squaring up to you, if you can get away from that situation as best you can without causing any violence, that's the best option. Yeah. But 
at what point do you have to be violent back? Obviously, if he hits you, then it kind of all goes out the window and you can hit him. But if he's touching her a lot, and if you like push him, is that kind of like the middle ground, I suppose? To be fair, I think there's... It's How provocative. Yeah, if, if it's you physical are an angry person and you like to fight, you know, if someone touches your girlfriend's ass, you're probably going to fucking literally go straight in. Fucking yeah. bang, bang, bang. If you're someone who can control their anger and or is too much of a wimp uh, <laughs> to actually start anything... It's more of a when is it necessary? Like, yeah. if he hits my girlfriend's ass, we could walk away and that's problem solved. Or he hits my girlfriend's ass, we walk away, and he comes over and continues doing it and starts doing other stuff. And it's just like yeah. to the point where and this guy's not going to leave from anything other than you beating the shit out of him. Or what if, and even if you go to a bounce or something, if you're in a club yeah. and then they're just like, there's nothing we can do. It's like, well, and then you're like, well, I could call the police. It's like, well, you're going to call the police and waste their time to come out to stop a guy squeezing your girlfriend's ass. It's mm. like, but it's I don't want to hit them. And you just, I suppose I would just try as much as I can to get her get away and get out of a, in a taxi maybe but if it was like super early in the night it'd ruin everything mm. or even if it wasn't he tried to like actually physically stop you getting in the taxi or if he just blocks the way <laughs> then it'd have to be a thing of like I'm gonna have to hit this guy <laughs> I don't I want to, to I, you know but it's gonna be I really hope that day never comes unfortunately I don't go out enough really <laughs> to have to warrant uh, the ass kicking because I'm sure I'd just get beaten up but I'm not much of a fighter I'm kind of like you I want to get in a fight but I think I'm I'm fairly strong-ish, like maybe a bit stronger than average purely because I go to the gym a bit, but nothing spectacular. But I've mm. never been in a fight. So I th- I like to think that if I got in a fight, I could figure things out. But I think I'd get in there once, I'd be punched really hard in the face, and I'd be so confused, I'd just get the shit kicked out of me. I wouldn't be able to react to time. Yeah, the and you don't feel pain that much when you're actually fighting. Depends on how hard they'd hit you to begin with. Because if they got you in the right part of the head, it would disorientate you quite a lot, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know. But yeah, with, with that, like what point, at what point would it be then, okay? And then when it comes to people being racist, you know, if someone's walking around wearing a, like a, a swastika, a swastika, swastika, like, I don't mm. know how to pronounce it properly. You know what I'm talking about, the Nazi symbol that was stolen from, I think, a lot of Buddhist sort of ideology. That, if, if someone's wearing that and it says, it doesn't necessarily say kill all Jews, but it says, maybe it says uh, something about Hitler on there that's not necessarily negative, or hail Hitler, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's still equally bad to kill Jews. But if it was something that was, fairly provocative but didn't outwardly literally say you know kill Jews then would you be able to hurt them you know and I think no because you can express yourself if you wear a t-shirt that just says kill all Jews I mean I, I don't know if some people would have that as a joke if any Jewish people wore that maybe it would be for satire reasons but is it is there a right to hurt someone if they're wearing that top and obviously if you say yes and it's anyone who's wearing it as a joke then you're hurting them but then you could go well if they're making a joke about something that's something you should make a joke about and then it comes back to the other points mm. we were making well I think it's a I think ultimately then it's a difference uh, in terms of like what I said about the guy at club or whatever and basically becoming angry so easily that you mm. end up just fighting him or you can contain it and the only reason you fight is an active decision. So it's not a reaction, it's a decision. So if I we... guess that is how you can answer the question. If you were, yeah, you know, is it okay to punch a Nazi? No, but if I saw a Nazi or whatever neo-Nazi uh, beating up a black guy or someone... Or what about if they're harassing? Because, they, because they're being... They're not beating up, just harassing. Yeah, well, no, I mean beating up. With beating up, <laughs> if anyone's beating up anyone and it's clearly... Well, actually, I don't know. No, because if, if someone's beating up someone, usually you don't try to stop it. You don't try and like, beat one up. You don't pick one side and just beat the other one up. If I saw a guy who's clearly like a skinhead or something with like swastika his forehead or whatever, beating the shit out of a black guy and calling him racist slurs and whatever... I wouldn't probably because I'm a I'm a loser. But oh, I would. A lot no, of I'd... people, I think, 
I'd, I'd say that. I'd try not to get him off. I'd, I'd say it's probably okay to beat the shit out of that guy. Like, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd take him off. I'd, I'd you know, pull him off. And I'm not, I'd, yeah, I think it's, 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 that's illegal. Yeah, but that's that's not necessarily but, even the question. Is if some if a Nazi punches you, then I think you have the right to punch back in self defense. But at what point, if there's a Nazi and he say shouting slurs, at, say you're a Jewish person and you're mm. you're if we use Charlottesville as the example, um, you know if people don't know somehow, you know there was uh, a lot of uh, white supremacists, Nazis, and KKK members doing uh, uh, protesting in the streets of charlottesville because this um confederate commander statue i think they were going to take it down or something and obviously the confederates in america were the ones who wanted to keep the slaves so they were protesting the, the removal of that there was some counter counter protests for from some people who are on the left um and then violence eventually broke out um the thing is if <clears throat> if these nazis say they got up in your face and they were saying all jews should die and they were like shouting at you and you know, not actually touching you, but just yelling at you, you know, Jews should die and all that sort of stuff. Do you have the right to hit them? And think about this with Westboro Baptist Church. Because mm. they do the God hates fags thing. Like, I don't believe what they're doing is right and I think it's disgusting. But I'm not sure how I feel about someone going over there and just beating the shit out of all of them. Because yeah. there's children there. There's people, they, there's that line of where's the line of how much you can, if, if you can allow someone to do that, then what would stop the government of saying, okay, when you do anti-government protests, we're going to beat the shit out of you. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think it should have been legal. When, when the, the, the question, like, yeah, if it goes legal, would, would it be okay? I mean, morally, morally, just in my, to myself, in certain outliers, yeah. certain like situations. Yeah. But it's like with these For Nazis, me, the, the only time it's okay is if I saw someone being, you know, like I said, like, a Nazi beating up a black guy. Well, if you, what if you at that rally, okay, and there's the Nazis and uh, the liberals, and you were, I imagine, the liberal side, and um, if if nothing was, everyone was just yelling at each other. You mm. wouldn't want anything to happen. But if if one of the liberals then hits a Nazi, then I'd say that even though what the Nazis are spewing is hateful and disgusting, you acting out in violence first is what is the is a bigger not bigger problem necessarily, but you know what I mean. That's what's that's not okay. Yeah. That kind of stops the conversation. That stops you being in the right necessarily. That stops you having the moral high ground. Or that makes you using violence when everyone else is just using words. Yeah. But then, where's the line of if you're if the Nazis start say harassing people, if they go into Jewish people's houses and like outside their homes picketing them, saying they should all die, and say a Jewish man walks out of his home and there's just Nazis not touching him, but walking down the driveway with him saying, "We hope you fucking die. We're gonna all kill you," or maybe even if they don't do death threats because that's obviously punishable by law, they say, "We hope you die, you disgusting Jew scum." Or horrendousness like that he goes in his car goes to work comes back there's these people outside his house all the time do you have the right to hurt someone if they're doing that because that's harassment and that's individual harassment from a group so i'd lean more towards that being okay um uh, yeah i guess so actually because the harassment like i if, if someone told me that that was happening to them and they'd be the shit out of someone because of it i'd be like good on you mate i mean you could <laughs> call that i mean that's I, obviously illegal and i don't condone it because it's illegal but at the same yeah. time if you did it i'd Probably wouldn't be particularly sad for well, the like, guy you beat the shit out of. Well, Where's the idea in it? Where yeah. there was that guy, I think he found a man molesting his like one year old daughter or something, and he beat him to death. And oh, the, yeah, the judge, fine. the judge said, <laughs> and the judge was like, "That's fine." Yeah, you know what I mean, that, that's, that, that's yeah. So certain times, obviously, where violence can come into it, it's, it's always about where the line is and if there is a line in any way, because it's. I think it's just a lot of it's down to the individuals involved. Mm. Like Charlottesville, I would never be the one to punch a Nazi first. If they were doing that to someone's house, that is harassment, so you could call the police in theory. But at what point it would be them just walking down the street yelling horrible things, do they deserve to be hurt from that? Well, if you're hurting them, is that really going to change their mind? Or is it just going to make them think that 
that all the their opposition are really violent and are awful. Mm. And if that's the case, then you go, well, I'm not, you know, they're they're clearly as bad as all these Nazi brothers are saying that they are. They're all trying to oppress us. Therefore, I'm going to use violence back or I'm going to recruit more people. They go home. You know, Billy, what happened? Oh, all these liberals beat me up. Oh, okay. Why is that? Because I was expressing my views. And they can turn not necessarily more people to be Nazis necessarily. They probably could say, you know, use a bit of that, but a bit more sympathizing, you know? And then what happens is you get, uh, unfortunately, you get these sorts of debates like we're kind of having, which we shouldn't even really be having in today's day and age. But instead of how can we stop people being Nazis, we're saying, should you punch one or not? <laughs> it's like, no. Generally speaking, if they hit you first, then the self-defense, I'd say it's fine. If they're harassing someone and the police aren't doing anything, then, you know, I could argue that, that as well. It's more but of If it, they're yeah. just protesting. Yeah. For me, what, why, I'd be happy to turn the other way sort of thing you know yeah it's more of those stop it if you're going to be the shit out of him it's like it's i don't of, think it's right but i wouldn't stop it it's one of yeah those weird things it's one of those things as well with some of it like for example one of the people at the uh the rally was or at, at least one of them uh, was autistic yeah. and he felt rejected by society and he obviously felt some sort of brotherhood with the nazis and obviously that's a horrendous that's not the right thing to be thinking but if no one's accepting you except these nazis and you have a mental illness or or Condition. It's a condition, yeah, it wouldn't be an illness. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, when you're born with it and things. It's like, with with an autistic child who doesn't really know better, he shouldn't get punched because he doesn't understand. Mm. But then again, where's the line of responsibility? Because then it can, you can even... This way it can get real deep territory that I'm not really going to delve into, but it's like, diffu- not diffusion of responsibility, the um, uh, determinism free will thing. Yeah. If you're raised by two Nazis, and all your friends and family are Nazis, and they don't let you go to school, you're homeschooled, and then you get to 18 and you go to a Nazi rally with loads of other Nazis, do you deserve to get punched in the face? If you're not allowed the internet? Would punching them in the face help? Or would it just be, see, we've been telling you for all these years that everyone else that out there wants to get you. This is what they are. We're the good people. You know, all these Jews are out yeah. there. And it's like, violence just... When is, like... Violence has never actually technically solved anything. Not never, never. But, like, with wars. Okay? Violence brought about the end of the war but the thing that kind of finished stop the war was everyone agreeing with words and signing things that we're not going to do this anymore you know, i know that hitler obviously uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well exactly you know the problem is is a man's against their word and so mm-hmm. is a nation but it's like if you if you are doing that then it, if you're if you're killing people over your views then you're, you're wrong but then again it's also with i think sam harris said something not dissimilar to this sort of idea of if you know someone has this idea of a really bad thing like Nazis, yeah? If you know they are at some point going to beat up a Jewish man, are, mm. is it your right, if you know somehow that they're going to do it, can you beat them up first, like Minority Report style? See, I don't know about that. That's too much. Fortunately, I don't think we ever really know for sure. But that's mm. what a lot of people would argue, wouldn't it? They'd say, well, these Nazis are going to be violent at some point, so we should stop them now with violence. Do you maybe think that all all these issues we've been talking about are so confusing and impos- seemingly impossible to get to an answer because they don't have an answer because if you just the way humans are it's all I think it's all subjective just, you, we're, we're trying to look for a perfect world and a perfect society where actually we're imperfect beings and this mm. is probably it's never going to happen so yeah you, some people want to say let's get rid of rape completely it's like obviously I'd love for rape yeah, to be get rid of completely great, that would be rape is an absolutely horrendous disgusting act and I wish it never ever happened but 
you could have an almost utopian society, but there's still going to be people who are messed up in the head and are rapists, yeah. unfortunately. It's all about how much you can minimalize it and how much you can help people. Yeah. I think that's just what it comes down to. You, I suppose with the Nazi things, it's all about just education. If in schools and stuff, they focused maybe somehow more on like sort of a community sort of class, like where it's talking uh, about it's how... It's hard to do that now. Oh, have they? they? At works uh, in a school, by the way. Anti-terrorism, so. yeah. Uh, it's because like anti-terrorism measures, basically. They didn't, really, they didn't label it as that, but that's basically what it is. Oh, okay. They try and teach... Uh, sec- I'm not sure if they do it in junior schools, but secondary school kids uh, at certain points... They do like these weird workshops. At yeah. My school, uh, they go into the hall and they do this like big workshop thing throughout the right. whole day. I'm not sure. I think it's just one year group at a time. Okay. But uh, it's like you learn British values. That's what it is. I can't remember exactly what the name of it is. Oh, and it's kind of trying to be help. Everyone is welcome. You know, there's been. Yeah, it's, it's just trying to teach you like stop being hateful. Yeah, basically. That's really good. Yeah, it's weird and it's upsetting. That it has to actually happen, but you know. Or at least it's the steps in the right direction. That's what we need. We need mm-hmm. education and help for those who unfortunately suffer due to it. Yeah. I think that's just the end of it. Once our political system can be more honest um, and we can get more more of the right kind of transparency and maybe something to do with, uh, this just another little side thing, some sort of thing where the, the government, maybe they get some sort of penalties or the people involved get penalties if they say they're going to do all this stuff and then they don't. Yeah. You know, rather than just saying... Oh, I've got, all, you know, both sides, as I think my brother said a couple of times, both sides always seem to say they have all this money to solve all these problems, mm. when the fact is neither of them have any money, because that's the whole problem. <laughs> there isn't any money, but you keep electing these people who say, we've got the money, They've just, the other team have just been squandering it, and then it's just constantly back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, I think honesty, uh, education, and just everyone be a bit nicer to each other, you know, try not to punch each other, if possible. So the answer to the question, would you- when when is it, is it okay to punch a Nazi? Is no, but it's okay to throw a book at him, like to educate him. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say if you throw a book on if it's a small book, it's like a real thing, like a pamphlet. A large book, yeah. Throw a, on the like cheap a yellow side, pages. make it a little bit painful, like a like a yellow pages book. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, like a real thick foam no, it's book. It needs to be hard, hard cover. I just slap him with a leaflet. Give them a nasty paper cut on the cheek. That'll teach you. Don't do that again, son. aggressive thing ever. Or give them, give them loads of paper cuts in the shape of a swastika. Literally the most... What? <laughs> <laughs> this is the most lame way to solve an argument. Slap someone with a, with a leaflet. <laughs> that's like... That's... Learn! <laughs> I think that's where we're going to end it. So, um, yeah. yeah, this has been the end of the... It's uh, over 90 minutes long. We've rambled on and gone on a bit. But, um, yeah, we'll see if this comes out. It's been a, a good episode, I think. Yeah, it's been all right, isn't good, it? Good pilot, yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later. Bye. So that's the end of the first podcast. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as me and Reese did. Um, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be recording a lot more podcasts with a large variety of guests talking about a, a wide variety of things. Um, so it's going to be a while before another one kind of comes out. Um, but you know, once I've stockpiled enough, then I'll try and release them on sort of a, a weekly basis, and you know, we can kind of see where it goes from there. Uh, you can find it on Find Genuine Chit Chat on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, uh, this podcast should be uploaded to iTunes, Acast, and Overcast, and any of the other sort of podcasting apps. Um, I'm also going to upload it to YouTube, so anyone who doesn't really want to use the free podcasting app that's on every iPhone, and you can get on pretty much any Android phone. Uh, if you don't want to do that, that's completely understandable. I'll be uploading them to YouTube as well, which will be under Genuine Chit Chat. Uh, if you go to the Facebook page, it'll have all sort of the links uh, to find them all. Um, yeah, so let us know what you think, and we'll see you later.